In his book, The Song of the Bird, Father Anthony DeMello writes the following little story. A sheep found a hole in the fence and crept through it. He wandered far and lost his way back. Then he realized he was being followed by a wolf. He ran and ran, but the wolf kept chasing him until the shepherd came and rescued him and carried him lovingly back to the fold. And in spite of everyone's urgings to the contrary, the shepherd refused to nail up the hole in the fence. That a little anecdote illustrates, I would say, a very important truth that I think God wants us to ponder on this Good Shepherd Sunday. The truth is this. It's very easy to get into the sheepfold but it's very difficult to stay there. Baptism, of course, is the way in, as St. Peter told the people of Jerusalem after he preached to them on Pentecost Sunday. We heard the last line of Peter's sermon in today's first reading from Acts chapter 2. It was obviously a very powerful talk that Peter gave that day because the Bible says that those in attendance were cut to the heart when they heard what Peter said. They immediately asked the apostles, tell them what they needed to do. Peter responded by saying, as we heard a few moments ago, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And 3,000 did, praise God. On Pentecost Sunday, 3,000 new sheep entered the fold, the safe and secure fold of Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. But how many of them stayed there? The answer is we don't know. I pray that all of them did. Pray that all of them faithfully followed Jesus Christ for the rest of their earthly lives and are now living with him forever in heaven. I also know that might not be the case because, as I said a few moments ago, it's very easy to get into the fold. It's very difficult to stay there. That's because there's always a hole in the Good Shepherd's fence, as Father DeMello's story makes clear. In other words, there's always a temptation to walk away from Christ and his truth. We all have that freedom. We always have that freedom. And that hole in the fence, this temptation to leave the Good Shepherd and his gospel, seems to be getting bigger and bigger every day. It's a growing problem, especially for our young people. In this regard, Bishop Robert Barron, who many of you know, heard many times, he wrote the following in 2017. I quote it today because I don't think much has changed since then. If anything, the situation has gotten worse in today's woke culture. Bishop Barron said, Anyone looking for concrete evidence of the crisis in our culture doesn't have to look very far or very long. 25% of Americans now identify as religionless. And among those 30 and younger, the number rises to 40%. The majority of people under 50 now claim that their moral convictions do not come from the Bible, and traditional prohibitions, especially in regard to sex and marriage, are being aggressively swept away. In fact, legally speaking, the momentum has shifted so dramatically that now those who defend classical views on sexuality are subject to harassment and even prosecution. Keep in mind that he wrote those words a few years before 
the transgender phenomenon took off. Criticize that and prepare yourself for some big-time persecution in some places. By the way, have you noticed how out of control many people are these days? You notice the lack of control that many contemporary men and women have over their emotions. It's scary. It's not just road rage. Think of the violent protests we've seen in major cities and on college campuses all over the country in recent years. And the inability that many people have to listen to a person who has a different opinion from theirs especially if that opinion concerns a matter of sexual morality. You're somebody, somebody in academic, academia, a professor, for example, who believes in the Ten Commandments. You would be wise to think twice before you accept an invitation to give a call to talk at a college other than your own, unless you want to cause a riot. This disturbing trend, I would say, is not coincidental. We're living in a society right now in which a lot of people have run and are running through that hole in the fence of the Good Shepherd. They're rejecting anything and everything associated with Jesus Christ and his gospel. And some of them go as far away from the fold as the Satanists who are having a big convention this weekend in Boston. You heard about that? They used to stay hidden, those who worship Satan. Now they're out in the open. Well, as the sheep in Father DeMello's story found out, running through the hole in the Good Shepherd's fence has consequences, one of which is the loss of control over your emotions. It's very easy to get into the fold, and it's very difficult to stay there, especially nowadays. So how do we do the difficult thing and remain in the sheepfold? In the midst of all this turmoil and pressure to give into the culture, how do we remain strong in faith and close to the Good Shepherd. Well, if you've taken the time to read the book Father Najum gave to you when we first began the dynamic Catholic, dynamic parish program here at St. Pius, then you already know the answer. The book, in case you weren't here at the time, was entitled The Four Signs of a Dynamic Catholic. It was written by the well-known Catholic author and speaker Matthew Kelly. We've read many of his books here over the years. In that book, Kelly says that through his study and observation, he's come to the realization that Catholics who are really serious about living their faith, Catholics who are deeply committed to Jesus Christ and his gospel, in other words, Catholics who are making the effort to stay in the fold of the Good Shepherd, they engage in four important activities in their lives. Prayer, study, generosity, and evangelization. Those are what he calls the four signs of a dynamic Catholic. First, there's prayer. Dynamic Catholics, he says, pray not just once in a while, not just when they're in trouble. Oh, God, let me pass this test. I'll be good for the rest of my life. No. Dynamic Catholics have a prayer life that's disciplined and consistent. Personal prayer is a regular part of their day-to-day -day experience. Sunday Mass, of course, is a top priority for them as is the Sacrament of Reconciliation, which they receive ASAP if they do happen on occasion to wander through that hole in the fence by committing a mortal sin. Yes, serious Catholics, dynamic Catholics, in a weak moment might wander away from the fold. That's possible. But the thing is, they don't stay out in the wilderness for very long. They come back. 
Number two, dynamic Catholics study the truths of their faith so that they can understand them better. They study them so that they can live them more completely. They study them so that they can defend them against the lies of the culture in which they live. Number three, Kelly says, dynamic Catholics practice generosity in terms of their time and talent and treasure, which basically means they're generous in their love for their neighbors. And number four, they take evangelization seriously and are deeply concerned for the spiritual well-being and the salvation of others, beginning in their family. It's very easy to get into the sheepfold, but it's very difficult to stay there. Difficult, but not impossible. Prayer, study, generosity, and evangelization make it possible. May the Lord give us the grace today to put all those signs into practice in the future and to read Matthew Kelly's book, if we haven't done so already.